0: Hello everyone, this is the Steve Poos Benson Podcast, and I'm Steve Poos Benson, the host of this podcast. Hey, it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast. I hope to get back in the groove of recording these podcasts on a semi-regular basis. Today I want to share with you an interview I had with Zach Kring. Zach is a church member here at Columbine United Church, and Zach tells a very compelling story. The first time I heard this story, my jaw dropped, and I thought to myself, What would I do if I was in Zach's situation? What happened to Zach is that uh, he was in a car accident where he killed a motorcyclist. And the story is about how he put his life back together. He went through a time of terrible darkness and had to climb out of that darkness and came to a place of hope where he discovered the presence of God in his life. So I want you to uh, jump on the treadmill, take a dog for a walk, commute to work, pop in your headphones, and listen to this compelling story of Zach Kring. Tell me a little bit about you. I mean, um, what do you so, do? What do you do for a living?
1: Well, I'm a I'm an auto parts sales. I do commercial auto parts. Um, pretty much done cars my whole life. Uh, grew up around them. My granddad was a mechanic. My uncle Ben, um, you know, did drag racing, and you know, from a young age, you know, I was around cars and and enjoyed cars. Um, I did some you know auto mechanic work and got into Parts kind of in my mid twenties and and really enjoyed it and so that's that's what I do I'm I'm 41, single dad I have an 18 year old son Lucas who just graduated high school he has his own car now he so you're a guy I'm a guy I, I mean, guess yeah you're
0: just a normal everyday guy yeah that go goes, to
1: you know go to work at seven every morning and leave at five every night and and so you have you know. a life yeah. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, there's nothing, you know, like abnormal. I mean, I, you know, I have a dog and, you know, I mean, one dog, one kid, single dad. I guess that's probably the unique thing. Perfect. You know, about me, yeah. There's nothing really, you know, outstanding or, you know, yeah.
0: Well, one of the things, the reason why I wanted to interview you is because uh, you were a normal guy. Mm -hmm. And something tragic happened that Mm -hmm. came zooming into your life that changed your life and i'd like to Mm -hmm. have you tell us the story about what happened to you in your life
1: yeah so five years ago almost exactly it was memorial day um weekend five years ago Uh, my little brother matthew's getting married to donnell that weekend it was saturday morning and uh, you know normal um day getting ready to go to estes park for the wedding and um get in the car and we're, we're driving, um, to meet up with the family to kind of caravan up to the mountains. Um, had the, had the dog and Lucas, my son, he was, um, he was 12 at that point. Um, and I, I'm driving and, you know, I still don't have a lot of particulars about what you know the scenario was but my car my I was an SUV um hit a motorcyclist um at a stoplight and he uh died from his injuries about I think it's about six days later he was taken off life support and passed away um the only thing I can really remember you know structurally about the accident like like what happened that's always what everybody asks well what happened well I don't know um I turned my head I was changing lanes from the left lane to the right lane um I turned my head you know uh to look you know behind me sorry and next thing I know I had um an airbag in my face um I I didn't ever see him I don't know um you know, other than that, I mean, obviously, I hit him. Um, beyond that, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, what, what led up to it, where he was, as far, you know, in relation so he was, to me. That you didn't even see him. I never saw him. Never saw him until I got out of the car and wondered what had happened because even with, you know, the airbags are huge. Um, I couldn't even see out the window. I knew I had hit something. A car, you know. I just kind of, I guess, in my brain thought I just had hit a, another car, until I got out of the car and walked around and and saw him. I I didn't know what I had hit or what had happened. No.
0: What was going through your mind when that happened?
1: Um, immediately was, you know, what 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 happened. You know, uh, your your brain kind of starts. What did I hit? What did I do? You know, Lucas was with me. Um, And so I, you know, I got out of the car and immediately I saw it was a motorcyclist. You know, he didn't have any protective gear on, no helmet, anything. He was, he was breathing um, at that time, you know, but there wasn't any movement, you know, you could see his chest moving up and down and that was it. And so immediately I thought I need to get help. I kind of, you know, this is probably the one time I forgot about Lucas, but I sort of forgot about him um, and there were some good Samaritans you know in traffic behind it. a couple of ladies came and actually took him, you know and said, hey, we're gonna get him up here away from this. I was trying to dial 911 you know on my phone. I you know I couldn't I couldn't get it to work and I know there was another witness to the accident was actually yelling at me. Um, you hit this guy, you bleep and hit this guy. And I kind of remember looking at him and just said, "Hey, can you please get some help? Ye- yell at me later, you know. Can you, you know, please? I can't get my phone to work. I don't know what's going on." He, got, I, I never got a hold of nine one one. I was trying. He did. Um, and the next thing, you know, I remember I put my hand on the on the man's chest that I had hit and just said, "We're getting you help," you know. And boy, it wasn't long. Um, you know police started showing up and paramedics they were there within minutes um so this is like everybody's worst
0: nightmare mm-hmm. i mean it's not just a traffic accident i mean no i'm, I'm <laughs> petrified at hitting a motorcycle <laughs> you, because you, you
1: can't i can't see them right um yeah it it, it wasn't a fender bender i mean it it's you know, and just the gravity of everything kind of slowly, once the initial, oh, my God, this happened, I need to get help, once, you know, we're talking, we're only within, you know, five or ten minutes of of the actual accident happening, um, just the weight of it kind of starts, like, oh, my God, is is this man okay, you know, and you're, you know, the police kind of have you away from it, and watching him put a neck brace on him, and Put him on a backboard and put him on a stretcher and put him in the, you know, and then the ambulance kind of pulls away. You know, there wasn't any, there, you know, they didn't peel out. They just kind of drove off. Um, and I think at that point I called my dad, um, and and told him I needed help. Um, it was close to, you know, it was close to home, and so, you know, he kind of he said, well, what, you know. What happened? You're not right, you know. And and I told him, and he said, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'll be right there. Um, he called my older brother, who's an attorney. Um, said what does he need to do? And so just kind of gave, you know, some basics because obviously there's gonna be some legal things happening. We, you know, we weren't sure what I might be charged with, if anything, if you know. and so him being the legal mind just said, just don't say anything until I get there. You know, I need to be there. Um, he got there, and I, I just remember him asking me, have you had a drop of anything to drink, Any anything? He goes, I know you. Yeah, I know you haven't, but, I, you know, because they're going to want to take a breathalyzer, and you have to pass it. You know, if there's any inkling of you may not pass it, then... We just won't do it. You know, there's a different course of action we'll take. And I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So the police came, gave me a breathalyzer. I, you know, a blew, you know, zeros across the board. So, which was a good thing, obviously. Um, and then I just remember sitting there. Um, the police weren't sure what to really do with me yet. You know, they needed to get accident investigators. They needed... Um, statements from witnesses, and I, it seemed like a whole day. Um, in reality, it was probably an hour or an hour and a half. I'm, I, you know, now that I I'm away from it, but I just remember being there. It just felt like forever because I wasn't sure if I was going to jail. Had I completely ruined Matthew's wedding? Did I kill this guy? Um, did you know? Just all these things. Um, You know, just the weight of it. I had never. I mean, you. I. It's even hard to find the right words. Weight. I don't know if that's even a correct term. It just. It. It felt like like the end of something. Um,
0: God, it had to be the end of something. Right, the end Uh, of your life as you knew it. You
1: know, and it absolutely was. I hadn't. You know, it. It took. You know, there was so much going on. You know, between this accident and then outside things and and you know the accident is foremost in my mind but being a family guy you know i'm i'm just worried about my brother and you know i'm in his wedding i'm co-best man with my little sister i have responsibilities and and you know not to take anything away from the accident but that was also on my mind Uh um am i gonna even be able to be there am i gonna you know it's memorial day weekend am i spending the weekend in jail and nobody could really answer those questions and Um, after the police had kind of finished up their initial investigation, um, they let me get some things out of the car and they did, I didn't get arrested. They, they said, well, you know, we'll call you know, my brother was acting as my attorney at that point, um, said, we'll call you when we know more Four or five days. And then I think he passed away about a day after, um, you know, I think everything took its course. And so, yeah, I want to say it was about a week after the accident happened, he passed away. Um. And then, uh,
0: how did what 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 did it feel like when you got the news that he had passed away?
1: Um. I you know I felt just sadness like I had never. It's a sadness that I can't even. That I still may not have come to total grips with because I still feel it. Um. Darkness like I've never had to describe, and sadness, and, um, it's like everything that, I, I don't know, it'd be like a boat, you know, has an anchor, and it's safe, and it's in harbor, and all of a sudden, the, somebody cuts the anchor off, and it, and off it goes, that, uh, to who knows what, um, is maybe the best analogy I can come up with, everything that was normal in my life, and, and standard, and, real, was suddenly not there anymore. Um, I didn't know what I was being charged with still. I didn't know anything about this man, nothing. I didn't know his name. I didn't know what kind of family he had, what, yeah, you know, and I am forever bound to him, you know, in a relationship. And I don't know, I, you know, I, I didn't know a thing. About him, that that this could happen, and not only affect so many lives, um, his family, obviously. Um, I mean, the first responders that come, the you know, my family, um, me, you know, and I never spoke a word to him, you know, other than I'm getting you help. That that's the only sentence or words we ever shared. Um, it's it's very. It's it's very just um, overwhelming. Um,
0: so I want you to talk for a second about that you're connected uh, to him. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what that means to be connected well, to him.
1: Well, I mean, I, for lack of a better phrase, I have his soul on my conscience. I I was directly responsible for his life being ended. Um, and that's heavy. That's that's uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't go a day without thinking about him. Mm -hmm. Um, wondering what he was like, you know, when he was alive. Wondering, you know, what he was doing that day. What, you know, just you know, there there's you know, it's rare that you have a relationship like that with somebody where you think about them daily, sometimes hourly. Um, And, you know, I mean, I do know his name now. um, But other than obviously he enjoyed riding his motorcycle, I really don't know anything about him. Um, and, And it's such a different dynamic from, you know, a relationship I have with you. You know, I know some things about you and you know some things about me and, and, or with my son. I mean, we know each other like the back of our hands. I can tell you things about him. You know, what's your son like? Well, he's like this. He's an athlete. He's a big kid. He's, you know, goofball, whatever. I don't know any of those things about about Steve, the man that died. And, and so, you know, suddenly you have to learn how to have a relationship with somebody you cannot talk to and never have you don't know anything about and never will um and 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 yeah that's that it's confusing um because your your mind start you know you want these answers you want to know you crave it you know you, what was it you know that's the least I can do is is try and find out you know but but I mean, but there's no avenues really for me to do that, and so, yeah, that's where uh, that's kind of where you you and the church came in, um, and like I said, that message of of you, you know God isn't doing this to you, you know, because that's you know we you know a little more background. We grew up Methodist, and and we were my family, you know, pretty every Sunday. You know, all through my childhood until high school, I was a, I mean, I was even a Sunday school teacher's assistant in high school. And, you know, and then I kind of, I kind of drifted away and there was some stuff happened at the church that, you know, kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, some scandals and such. And so I was mad, you know, and, and then, uh, you, you know, say I. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say I was really mad at God, but I was really mad at, at the system or how I perceived God was handling things. Um,
0: how did this affect that view of God? I mean, did you feel so that God gave you, that you that God set you up for this?
1: A little, I did at the time. Um, y- you know, it, it's yeah. Um, I did, and I and. You know, it's like, come on, man, you know, the, why or why would you do this to me and to him? I don't understand it. Um, I hadn't, you know, I, I hadn't. Yeah, I still believed in God and I, I believed in. in his ability to do things and to change things. But like I said, I think maybe I was a little backwards um, in my thinking because it's it's. Once I made that flip, you know, to, you know, and learned how to deal with this, of course, um, once I made that flip to, you know, he's not doing this to you. He wants to help you with this. um, I mean, it it just, it, it really, it really brought that into perspective for me that, okay, well, that means that you know the the guilt that i'm feeling is probably okay and it's probably something that he can help me with and and so and and it made me realize you know that in my darkest darkest times um that i needed to be here and the reason i needed to be here was my son um be here be be alive be alive be, yeah not not you know Did you think
0: about ending your life? I did.
1: Um, it, it never got, it it never got to where I was serious about it. Um, it, it was more of a, you know, am I deserving of this anymore? You know, I'm breathing and he's not, you know, I, I wake up every morning and he doesn't kind of scenario, but, but yeah, the thought absolutely crossed my mind. Um, and it would have been a, a suicide of guilt of, of just, you know, and I still feel that guilt. You know, there's there's moments where I hear a song or see my kids smile or, you know, where it, it it becomes real for me that he doesn't get to do those things and I do. And that's hard to reconcile, you know, and so, but I'm getting better. Um, but yeah, when I say be here, I mean alive. Mm-hmm. Um because my son needed me. But you know, he was he was 12 years old. He's relying on me to do everything for him to feed him and get him to school and make sure. Right. And, and you know, that's a responsibility that I have always taken very seriously. Um,
0: so you come to a place where you're in a place of hope in your life. Mm-hmm. How did you get there?
1: You know, I got there, um, you know, a, with the help of my family, um, mainly my son. Again, it, you know, when I say, and I say this to him probably once a week, you know, you literally saved my life. Um, I mean that because, again, without him, I don't know what I would have done or where I'd be. And, and not necessarily suicide, but just, you know, I, I don't know that I could have been able to get up and go to work every day and function um which I had to do because of him I don't know that I would have been able to socialize and and be active in his life like I needed to be um so he he absolutely is the number one reason that I was able to get up and keep moving um
0: Tell, the, me, tell me about your relationship with God. How is, right. How has that, that helped so you that
1: this? that has, you know, he's 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 one A. We'll call it, you know, um, because he gave me Lucas, you know, um, and, and I I think he gave me Lucas maybe knowing that there were going to be, you know, struggles ahead and and things um, that were going to be tough in my life and that I could fall back on my. Absolute unconditional love for him, Um you know, kind of gave me, you know, the ability to see that God loves me like that. You know, when I look at Lucas and just think, man, you know, I mean, even even when he's at his worst, which honestly is still pretty good, I can, you know, I can still be like, yeah, he, you know, I made him, you know, or you know, helped make him at least, right. you know, he's 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 of me and he's such a good kid and he he has such a big heart and he's so kind-hearted I mean and and I just beam with pride when I see him um and when I see him succeed and when I see him struggle and when I you know I'm just so proud of him and you know that gave me a perspective of you know well God feels that way about you too you know you you're he he doesn't look at the things you've done that are wrong he 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 gets that um that those things are going to happen but he's there to help you with that and and that relationship with God has has opened up just a whole different community for me especially at the church. and a whole just brighter way of, of looking at the world that it's still hard. Um, you know, getting out of bed every morning is still a struggle, but you, you know, I know I'm here for a reason now. Um, where before I didn't have that guidance from him, from God to, to know, you know, necessarily that, that this is going to be all right, you know, and, and stick to what you're doing and listen to me, you know, and, and it's not even a listen, you know, I, I've heard you preach on this before too that you just kind of it's whispers and nudges and you know hey do this not maybe don't do that thing you know and and I needed that and and when when I when I finally was able to listen and hear you know the the <laughs> the things I needed to you know it it just you know, Zach- it's very profound, and and it's honestly, I'm I'm hardly ever at a loss for words, but for for this, you know, I, I kind of am because it's it's such a it's such a great experience, um, you know that I know I'm not I know I'm not done with, um, and by great I mean big, you know, I mean even from the accident to getting Lucas to graduate high school to to finding God again. Um, has just been uh, enormous. So we're so we're kind of I gotta wrap it up. We're out of uh-huh. time, but I want to ask you: People
0: go through really difficult times in their life. They do uh, dark, painful, ugly times.
1: Uh-huh.
0: As someone who's gone through a dark, ugly, painful time, and has come to a place of hope in their life, uh-huh. what what guidance would you give to somebody?
1: You know, I would. Just say, even in when there's no light that you can see, when when it's that dark and it's and the pain is just it's just I mean and it envelops you. Um, you know, find one thing, whether it's a a a, a line of scripture, whether it's a song, uh, a person. Um, it can it can literally be anything that because that's all it takes is one little spark. Fall back on my absolute unconditional love for him. Um, you know, kind of gave me you know the ability to see that God loves me like that. You know, when I look at Lucas and just think, man, you know, I mean, even. Even when he's at his worst, which honestly is still pretty good, I can you know I can still be like ah, he you know I made him you know or, you know helped make him at least right. you know he's 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 of me and he's such a good kid and he, he has such a big heart and he's so kind hearted. I mean and and I just beam with pride when I see him um, and when I see him succeed and when I see him struggle and when I you know I'm just so proud of him and you know that gave me a perspective of you know well god feels that way about you too you know you you're he he doesn't look at the things you've done that are wrong he 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 gets that um that those things are going to happen but he's there to help you with that and and that relationship with god has has opened up just a whole different community for me especially at the church um and a whole just brighter way of of looking at the world that it's still hard um you know getting out of bed every morning is still a struggle but you you know I know I'm here for a reason now um where before I didn't have that guidance from him from God to to know you know necessarily that that this is going to be all right you know and and stick to what you're doing and listen to me, you know, and, and it's not even a listen, you know, I, I've heard you preach on this before too, that you just kind of, it's whispers and nudges and, you know, Hey, do this, not maybe don't do that thing, you know? And, and I needed that. And, and when, when I, when I finally was able to listen and hear, you know, the, the, (coughs) the things I needed to, you know, it, it just, you know, that... It's very profound, and and it's honestly, I'm I'm hardly ever at a loss for words, but for for this, you know, I, I kind of am because it's it's such a it's such a great experience, um, you know that I know I'm not I know I'm not done with, um, and by great I mean big, you know I mean even from the accident to getting Lucas to graduate high school to to finding God again. Um, has just been uh, enormous. So we're, so we're kind of I've got to wrap it up. We're out of uh-huh. time. But I want to ask you,
0: people go through really difficult times in their life. They do. Uh, dark, painful, ugly times. Uh-huh. As someone who's gone through a dark, ugly, painful time and has come to a place of hope in their life, uh-huh. what what guidance would you give to somebody?
1: You know, I would... Just say, even in when there's no light that you can see, when, when it's that dark and it's, and the pain is just, it's just, I mean, and it envelops you, um, you know, find one thing, whether it's a, 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 a line of scripture, whether it's a song, uh, a person, um it can it can literally be anything that because that's all it takes is one little spark of okay you know for for me you know other than what we've talked to it's you know i've always been a lover of music um and i started paying a little more attention to that and you know you're you're just looking through a song catalog on your on your phone and you hit a button and you listen to it and it and it's like okay you know that's i um Funny story, I, you know, I, I work with a bunch of other guys and, and I just in passing one day, a song came on the radio and I, or on my, you know, I was using my phone, but I said, oh, I love this song. It's sad. And the, one of my coworkers goes, well, why do you like sad songs? What's that all about? You know, and I go, you know, I think it validates my own sadness. You know, that it it's, it's an artistic expression of pain that I felt, you know, and it's somebody else identifying with what I've dealt with and i don't always listen to all sad songs it's not you know a mope you know a mope town at my house but uh you know whether it's a book you know uh, just find a thing that will ignite even when you can't smile you know it makes you happy and in, the, in there in your head it's there and that's god telling you hey not yet you know that that's my decision to make not yours and and here is you know, and just build from that. If that one little tiny spark makes you even just a tick of relief, as long as it's healthy, you know, you, you build on that. And that's what I did. Um, Perfect. It, it was a number of things. It was you. It was music. It was absolutely my family and, and my son. And, and it's hard. It's hard work, but you can do it. You know, just, just find that one thing and, and go from there. It, it's, it'll get better.
0: Well, Zach, thank you so much for letting me interview you on on the Steve Poos Benson podcast.
1: It's great to have you here.
0: Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you. Thanks.